Welcome, welcome, welcome to our fourth episode of SEAL Spotlight, the Swim Teacher Podcast, hosted by myself, James, and of course, Emily. Hi, everybody. Woo! Today, we have a very special guest who goes by the name of Ben. How are you, Ben? How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, nice and early this morning. Mm-hmm. Nice rainy bit. morning. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Uh, let us hop right into our warm-up question. We don't want to waste any time. We want to go right into our questions. So first of all, what is Ben, what is one thing you have on your bucket list? Um, on theme here, I'm going to say my thing on my bucket list is to hop into every single ocean in the world. I want to be able to have swum in every single ocean. And I think that that's also a bit of a traveling bucket list item. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you accomplished any? Which have you already swam in? I will, I think I've only two so far, you know, yeah. Atlantic and Pacific, but mm-hmm. trying to aim for all of them. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Arctic Ocean would be fun to swim in. James, what about you? One bucket list item. Mm, I thought of traveling as well. So I said a travel to Japan or to Northern Europe would be really, really cool. I think that's on my bucket list. Emily? Um, I think that I would want to probably see the Northern Lights. I feel like that's on a lot of people's bucket lists, but I think that that would probably be pretty high up there for me. That's an amazing one. That really is a testament to nature's beauty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's hop right into the main swimming Q&A. So Ben, I'm very curious to know, how did you first get involved with SEAL and or Simon? Um, Back in the day, in elementary school, there were some kids who were older than me and they had their parents were friends with my parents. And at some point they mentioned that there was SEAL swimming and my mom signed me up for lessons there. We started doing practice there. Um, and I, it was really fun. It was just, I met Simon, I met everybody we work in there and it was really fun. And we got to actually practice more, you know, it was a little bit different from what I was used to at my other place that I used to swim at. Um, this was a lot more of like, you know, you're actually practicing, you're getting prepared for meat or something. And I felt like that was really supportive to what I already knew. Like I already knew how to swim. And so this is what I needed for, you know, my swim career, you could say. I agree. I agree. Uh, when I first joined, I really found that SEAL really tries to help you improve yourself more than just teaching how to swim. They want you to be the best you can be at swimming. They want you to like swimming. And I think that's, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also like when I first started swimming, um, like doing more like lap swimming with seal, I kind of liked how it was, it was like a pre-competitive program. So it wasn't training like eight times a week, you know, like super intense. It was a little bit more, um, relaxed as in like, you can really focus on what you want to work on and kind of do at your own pace too. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, now, Ben, why did you choose to become a swim teacher? Hmm. 
uh, I sort of felt like a natural progression. I was um, swimming all the time. I would just, my entire life was basically swimming. And, you know, it just sort of stuck with me. Uh, especially when I started learning how to swim. The one thing inside, like the back of my head, that I still remember when I was like learning how to swim back in the day. Um, I remember the teachers that like taught me well, like mm. specifically, I don't remember any of the bad teachers or anything, but I specifically remember the teachers that I had fun with that I think taught me well. Of course. And so I wanted to be a teacher that could do that. And hopefully I've been doing that, but I, I feel like being a swim teacher has been something that I've needed to do. I, I love that response. Um, I think I remember this, my swim t- teachers. I think Emily does as well. That's, mm-hmm. that was, yes, I agree in every way how it's just a, a natural thing to do. And there's, they leave such an impression on you. It's so important. It's kind of like a role model that you look up to and that you want to treat up, like be that person in like other people's lives too. It's like every week we get to go and see Ben at swimming, you know? And so that kind of, yeah, I can't, I really understand what you say about like natural progression as in swimming and then being that new person in other people's lives. Um, and so with this being said, what do you think makes a good swimming teacher? So like we had Kara on the podcast a few episodes ago and she said patience, which I think is really important. Um, but what kind of like skills or attitudes do you think that good swimming teachers need to have? Um, definitely good balance between two things. I'd say the first one being um, efficiency. You want the kid to progress. You want the parents to see progression in their kid. Um, but you also want the kid to have fun, right? You can't get one or the other. If it's just fun, you're not learning anything. If it's just progression, you're not having fun. So you have to strike a really good balance between the two. And I think that like some instructors are really able to do that. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. That's really good. The um, the balance between fun and efficiency. That's a great response. All right. Now, moving forward, what are some ways you motivate students to develop a comfortable relationship with the pool and the water? This really kind of goes with your previous response because it is asking you how you have that balance. Um, definitely with smaller kids you have to sort of ignore the pool like I found it a lot easier to teach kids how to swim like especially when they're three four or five when you just completely ignore that the water's there um and you're just trying to get them to swim a little bit like when you're on the side and you get them to kick right that's just the water's there you aren't really trying to get them inside right away you're trying to have fun with them first um so that's one way just by making them aware that it's not that big of a deal to hop in um but as they get older you still like i said before with the teaching bit you want to have fun right you don't want the water to become this horrible thing that you have to hop into every single time you have to learn so yeah so wanting to make the water make swimming something fun instead of something that you have to do because you have to learn how to swim i feel like that's really important I always like playing a fun game sometimes. So when a kid is having a difficult time to come into the water or they, they 
have a shorter attention span, something along those lines. I want to play a fun game. I say, um, we'll, we'll paint ourselves. So we're getting water and they're putting it on their arms, legs and shoulders and head to uh, accommodate themselves to the temperature of the water. And I'll say, whoa, this is, do you see this? This is red paint. We can, we're going to paint my, I'm going to paint my leg red with my other one. What color are you going to paint your leg? And they'll say their favorite color and they go to their shoulder, their head. And it's a fun time to get them having fun. Um, just getting used to the water for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is uh, come with a smile, leave with a smile, right? You want them to come to the pool happy with a smile and you want them to leave the pool happy with a smile. So that's the last thing they remembered. So you always want to make it like you come to the pool and you're happy, you're ready to have fun. And yeah, that's exactly what you said, Ben. Um, So Ben, now a little bit more into your swimming experience. And James and I ask everyone this, and we're always curious to know everyone's answers, but where's the most interesting place that you've ever swam? Um, I haven't swum anywhere too diverse or too far away. Uh, recently, I was in Vancouver, at least Vancouver Island, and it was this small little road trip that we did out to these massive trees that we saw. Um, but in the area, there's this cool swimming hole where it's not like here, where we have just the lake, and that's about it. Over there, there's obviously the ocean, but there's also um, like icebergs and lots of ice top mountains. Mm-hmm. And so this pool i guess you could say this massive uh river system that i got to hop into was like the melted like snow from those mountains which is really cool to hop into yeah yeah that's so interesting like glacial ice or whatever you're swimming in Mm -hmm. yeah was it cold uh it was yeah it's a little bit bit colder than say tech oh okay (laughs) okay uh, but yeah, it was also cool to be completely surrounded by the trees. Um, there's like rock. Oh, wow. To you. It's really, it's really kind of secluded. Hmm? Kind of secluded. Yeah, secluded. Like, I feel like the entire Vancouver entirely is like that because there's just mountains. Yeah. Specifically this spot. It was just like, just there right then. Were there other people there? Was it like a busy spot? It was really busy. But yeah. If That's you ignore so cool. that. It's pretty good. Seemed very beautiful anyways. Um, now, from when you swam, what was your favorite stroke or to swim to swim or to teach? Mm. Um, well, to swim, I feel like you guys might know already, but my favorite stroke would probably be fly. Mm-hmm. It's, just very, it's a very satisfying stroke. Um, with a lot of the other ones they're fun but when it comes to five you have like these massive rhythmic movements I feel like that's just you're fully exerting yourself every single stroke I feel like that's the most fun way of that stroke Um, when it comes to teaching most fun to teach of the four front crawl would probably be the hardest just because there's so many small things that they have Mm -hmm. to know yep easiest would probably be back crawl just because you slap on their back but i'd say fly again for teaching i taught a couple this session with a couple more more advanced students Mm -hmm. and they're at the level where they already know how to do dolphin kick 
And so you just say, add the arms. And after like three lengths, they've already got it, which I think is really cool. Right. Yeah, I was just about to ask and see how many kids you've tried to attempt to teach fly to because like I've never really gotten to that level with any kids before um, or any kind of swimmers in general. And so I haven't really faced that, crossed that bridge of being able to teach fly to people easily because it is, it's a weird stroke. It's beautiful, but it's odd. Hey, hey. Got some fly. <laughs> I had a good time teaching fly as well this session I went in depth with two or three swimmers and uh, it was a lot of fun because the way they knew was the more basic form the way everyone really starts out with fly breathing every stroke um, one kick per arm and then you go way more in depth and it's just a lot of fun to explore the technicalities of that stroke Mm-hmm. while teaching it um, to someone a little bit more advanced. So I agree. I agree. So again, what swimming skill do you think is the most important to learn then as soon as possible? So it might not necessarily be the most fun to teach or fun to do, but which one do you think is the most important to learn if you're just starting out swimming for the first time? Um. Obviously, if it's kids who haven't been inside the water yet, even adults, I'd probably have to say floating. Mm-hmm. Just as the, the first thing to learn. But I would say the most important thing that I use like all the time um, would probably be stalling. It's okay. always what people go, what, what are you going to use this for? Yeah. It's pointless. It's so slow. But every single time I'm in the deep end or whenever I'm transitioning between strokes, I always use sculling. And it's a really good like uh, way to, you know, keep your head up. You don't have to keep your feet moving. It saves mm-hmm. energy. Yeah, I, I, I really like it. Yeah, I would have not expected that answer because sculling again is one of those things where you don't really, you don't really think about it, or that's not the first thing that I initially teach. So but that's interesting. And finally, are you working to any specific swimming or teaching goals? Um, just the usual, trying to teach all my kids the best as I can. Uh, if I could, I would want every single one of my kids to be able to learn as fast and as efficiently as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that one day I can strike the perfect balance and be able to see a kid and know exactly how to teach them. Because sometimes there's kids who are a little bit more difficult, something that's a little bit easier to teach. I want to be able to teach all of them at about the same pace, or at least the best pace that they're all capable of being taught at. Sure. That's a really good goal. I feel like that's, that's a... all of our teachers' goals, you know? Mm-hmm. We're all trying to strive for the most effective way to cater to everyone's needs, especially when teaching. Very right. thoughtful. Yeah. So thank you, Ben, for those swimming questions. Now we're going to move into our quick fire round. Okay. So these are questions that Ben has never seen before that he is going to answer one or the other or give quick answers to. Ben, are you ready? Uh, No, but let's go. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Favorite food? Uh, Chicken. 
Introvert or extrovert? Uh, probably introvert. Uh, cats or dogs? Um, I have a dog, but I want to say cats. Oh, traitor, Piper. I love cats. I agree. Man. Early bird or night owl? Hmm. I want to say early bird. It's a little more satisfying. Mm-hmm. Pie or cake? It's, this one divides people. Mm. This one's pie. very important. Okay. He's a pie person, James. Pie. Favorite smell? What? Um, <laughs> McDonald's, you know? You walk by okay. McDonald's, get that whiff. It's nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite song right now? Um, probably Limbo by Freddie Dread. Wow. Very in-depth pick. I love it. Um, where will you be in five years? That's a big question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to catch I, up guard I, here, Ben. <laughs> what am I going to say? I don't know. I'm hopefully doing well. Maybe still teaching. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, big city or countryside? I like a good mixture between both. But if I had to pick one, I'd say city. I agree. Last book you read? Um, Morning Star by Patrick Ness, I think. No, not Patrick Ness. Pierce Brown. Coffee, coffee or, or tea? tea? Uh, coffee. And what is the meaning of life? Mm, I think it's swim. Swimming is meaning of Swimming? life. Okay. <laughs> What a way to finish off our swim teacher podcast, friends. Swimming is the meaning of life. Yeah. Okay. Well. You know, your kids now. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, the message we send out to our viewers. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for chatting with us. I really enjoyed it. Hearing all of your answers and your swimming experience. Um, thanks again, ja- James, for chatting. Uh our next episode is going to feature Armando, who is a new staff to SEAL. Um, and Armando has a really cool swimming story um, and just swimming experience. So we'll be chatting with him soon in episode five. Uh, ben, thank you. We wish you all of the best um, in your future endeavors. And we'll see you at the pool. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye, everybody. Right. Bye-bye.